Welcome to Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com. I am John Schmelk, joined to my left by the one and only Jeff Fiegels, getting you ready for the first regular season game of the NFL season. Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented by Coors, and you can call us in and chat with us at 201-939-4513 or hashtag Giants Chat on Twitter. Maybe we'll have some time for some tweets today, but I'm sure with the regular season upon us, we're going to have a lot of calls and a lot of things to talk about, Jeff. So the schedule makers, I've been saying it all week, did not take a break on the Giants in the first week of the year. They're taking on a Jacksonville Jaguar team mm. that was basically a drive away from being in the Super Bowl last year. Uh, and then who knows drive. what happens yeah. against the Philadelphia Eagles. So I think it's one of these deals, Jeff, where this mm. is an extremely talented team. The only weaknesses I can see are maybe the quarterback position and the wide receiver position, and that's probably it, to be quite honest with you. And the wide receiver position really, I mean, is even with Lee being out of it, is even worse. Exactly. and But otherwise, it really might be the most talented team top to bottom in football. That's how good they are. Well, I mean, yeah, they were one drive away from, from being in the Super Bowl. So I think that, um, you know, the Giants, and, and, and listen, I don't talk about the return of, Tom Coughlin. I mean, he, you can see his his blueprint is all over this team. They play the way he likes to play. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, got you got a powerful running game. You got a nasty offensive line. Um, that's the the bread and butter of that offense. And you know, you take away that, John, it doesn't leave him with much. I mean, Blake Bortles is a guy where they they design the offense around him to to put him in good positions. And if you can eliminate the number one part of their offense, and that's being the running game, then it's going to hold for Blake Bortles on his shoulders, I think that bodes well for this new defense of the Giants. And the flip side of it is that that front four and the back seven of that defense is pretty darn good. One thing that they, you would think that they would be better at would be against the run. They're 21st in the NFL last year against the run. So maybe there's something, a little bit of a window for Saquon Barkley. But boy, number one in the league against <laughs> the pass, and it wasn't close. They gave up under 170 passing yards per game last year, which is 20 in the, less. In the NFL, that is not a lot. And 20 yards less than the team that was in second place. So that's how much better they were than the rest of the league. But you're right. Against the run, they weren't great. And I think Barkley has a chance to do some things, which I think is great. Um, unfortunately for the Giants, they did learn today Olivier Vernon has been ruled out for the game, which, well, by the way, um, I think is the smart thing to do. We yes. saw him last year yes. try to kind of play through an ankle injury all season long, and it didn't go well. He did not look like himself. Better to get healthy here, Jeff, and make sure he's 100% before you put him back on the field. No question. I mean, we, we've, we've been doing and, and seen enough football to know. And even with him, when you try to hurry somebody back, it's just detrimental. It can just, you know, so wait a couple more weeks, maybe. Um, maybe he comes back next week. But it's you certainly they're doing the right thing, in my opinion. Yeah, no question about it. You got to be careful with him. He's your best pass rusher. But now how do you make it up without him? Because, well, you know, you talked about the offense and what the Jaguars like to do. They're not going to tell Blake Bortles to go back there <laughs> and do a five-step drop and do a seven-step drop and read the whole field and make a bunch of plays. They're going to move the pocket. There's going to be half-field stuff. There's going to be bootlegs. There's going to be play action. So I think the pass rush might have been mitigated a little bit anyway just based on the scheme the Jaguars do. But now without Vernon, how does this Giants pass rush and defensive line disrupt what the Jaguars want to do on offense? Well, I think that's what James Betcher, that's, that's going to be uh, something he's going to have to figure out. I mean, you, you got Connor Barwin, who's healthy and is going to play this week. And then you've also got Lorenzo Carter, which, which, by the way, I know he's a rookie. 
but he's played in the Southeast Conference. So in my opinion, that's, you know, the junior NFL of the of the world, if you will. So I don't think that the game will be too much too big for him in this in this situation. But you got to get you got to have some good play out of those guys. But, you know, when one guy goes down, everybody has to step up. But I think that James has a game. Uh, Betcher has a game plan to scheme around this and get some of the other guys to, to uh, do some work. Look for a little bit more blitzing, you know, and so get some pressure on Bortles when he has to pass. He's, I, he's not the greatest passer in the world. We know this. He'll turn the ball over. Um, and if he can do that, I think this, this defense of the Giants gets some turnovers and get some good field position, put Eli and the boys in a good position to come back and score. Yeah, and I, I think you have to protect the ball too because that's one thing the Jaguars were wonderful mm. last, last year, Jeff. They mm. took the ball away and they protected the ball on offense, and that's something I think Pat Shermer – has stressed a lot with his team over the course of the offseason. But if you start giving the ball away to the Jaguars and you're sloppy, A, their corners and their defensive backs and their linebackers, by the way, uh, can get after the football and attack the football in the air, so that's a problem. And they get after the quarterback, and pass rushes cause mistakes. When you see Eli kind of you know bail out and kind of fling the ball up there, we've seen it before. He doesn't do it often, but when he does, we've all seen it. Um, it's a problem. So this is one of those games where you can't beat yourself Mm-hmm. And you can't give the Jaguars and do them any gifts or do them any favors over the course of the game. You got to make sure that if you do get behind in this game, that you you're not behind a lot because the Jaguars can control the clock because they have a running game. So you get into the fourth quarter. You if you're hopefully you're winning, but if you're not, you want to make sure that you're still in striking distance because that time of possession, the Jaguars will eat it up with that running game. And if you're trying to make up and you're behind, uh, you may only get a couple drives there in the fourth quarter and they got to be, you got to put points on the board to your side. If the giants can create turnovers from the Jaguars, which is going to be a tough chore to do, you got to make sure that this giant team, and we talked about it a lot in preseason, the improvement that you need to see on offense from this team is the red zone. And, and, and really certainly I think that when you look at the points that they've scored in the preseason, um, it's not all indicative to in the, in the red zone, but the fact is, is that, They've got to put points, seven points on the board rather than threes all year. Yeah, and look, that's always an important thing. Just look at the. I mean, fa- look at the Falcons last night. Took, Holy smokes! You took the words out of my mouth. Are you kidding that's me? That's exactly I mean, what I was going to say. The, the the Eagles lose that game if they don't. Number one, the Falcons don't go for it on fourth down, the first one down there. Okay, <sighs> and then and then at the end of the game, they had a chance, and then a couple other drives. I mean, that game shouldn't even been close. No, the Falcons outplayed them. The Eagles, I think, had what two sustained drives the whole game, and that was pretty much it. I went to bed uh, just a little bit after the third quarter, and I'm hoping I was just like hoping I wake up and the Eagles were going to be 0-1. But I looked at ESPN and on the app, and it was like, nope. Unfortunately, I fell asleep with the computer on my lap doing work <laughs> with about seven minutes to go in the game. I woke up on my couch the following morning at around 6 no. a.m., and they were replaying the game. So I watched <laughs> the second half of the fourth quarter between like 6.30 and 7. Then I jumped in the yeah. shower, and then I came to work. Wow. So I actually watched the end of that game this morning, believe it or not. And, you know, sloppy play, Jeff. And it's one of those things where, you know, people want to eliminate preseason games. Well, you think these games are sloppy now? Can you imagine what they'd be like if there was no preseason? Oh, my. And, I, and they're going to continue to be sloppy, in my opinion. I think the first... You know, first month is a little bit more, but I think really realistically the first two weeks, I can tell you right now, this week coming up is going to be sloppy football. It, it, it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be anything great. And you hope that the Giants are on the good side of sloppiness, if you will, you know, because you really want this uh, home opener. Um, they haven't been on, they have not home had a home opener in a long time. Mm-hmm. 
though. Yeah. It's the first game of the year, actually, and what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. They always travel to Dallas in week one. Uh, the only exception the last few years when they uh, played Detroit at home, if I remember properly. Uh, a game that was a loss, by the way. So mm-hmm. they hope they don't repeat that issue. But it'll be exciting to have them at home. It'll be see if they can build on, on the crowd and you know do all those good things. But the Jaguars are a unique challenge, Jeff, and it starts up front for them. They don't have a ton of big names. Clayus Campbell, people know, but he's not your... I just interviewed Nate Solder for the pregame show. He's not your traditional speed rusher. He's kind of a bigger guy that does it with length and power mm-hmm. rather Leverage. than with speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have Ngakwe. They have Malik Jackson. They have uh, Marcel Darius, who came over from the Bills last year. He was a problem there so far. He seems to be doing well uh, in Jacksonville in terms of his attitude and off-the-field stuff and things of that nature. And then, you know, you got you good got linebackers. Mack, you got Telvin Smith. Uh, then you have the, maybe the probably the best cornerback duo in the league in Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Boye. Barry Church is a very solid mm-hmm. workman-like Better. safety that's always going to be in the right spot. They are just an excellent, excellent defense. And very disciplined, too. I, and the shame of it is, is that I know fans always jump to conclusions off of first weeks. And I mentioned it. They gave up 169.9 yards per game last week in the air. If Eli goes out there and throws for 185 yards and one touchdown and two picks, fans are going to lose their minds. But that's what the Jaguars are. The opponent does matter. Well, I think both both teams are going to effectively, one of them, they're going to run the football. That's how this game is going to start. And then there's going to be some tendencies in there for one or the other to go away from it. And we'll see what happens. But I, I think that if the Giants, the game plan is simple to me. They shut down the run. Okay, it may not be this easy, but it's very easy. Shut down the run and put put the put the game on Blake Bortles throwing and make them one-dimensional. That's how you're going to beat the Jaguars. And really on the offense. Of course, on the that means you got to get a lead, though. No you, quick, well, I was going to go to the offense. Right. The offense, I mean, you have to sustain drives. Do not give Jaguars the ball because they will pound the football and run time off the clock. Okay, so you need to convert your third downs and really – couple things other than the red zone that I mentioned earlier uh, that I want to see this year on offense for the Giants is I want to see their first and second down production better than they have in the past so that we don't get into those long third downs. Hey, Jeff, we went through it in January. Remember we did oh. that deep dive on the oh, stats? Oh, that's right. That's exactly their right. first the and first... second down run production was abysmal. Yep, and it's and it's got to be better, but it will be better because you got a running back now that you can, you can use. Um, and, you know, you don't have to run on first down constantly, but if you start to get the running game going, you can hit the tight end. you got Odell. And, you know, really when you, when you talk about weapons on offense, this is a trio that the Giants fans haven't seen in I don't know when. I mean, when you got, we got the three guys with Barkley, Odell, and Ingram. And don't All forget healthy. Sterling Shepard, by the way. And don't downplay Shepard. I won't. On me I'm now. not going to because I think we all believe he's going to have a really good year because of the presence of Odell Beckham being on the field. But yeah, I mean, listen, he was hurt last year. Mm-hmm. Still had a pretty darn good season. Yeah. And I think he's played well in the preseason. I think he's gotten more mature, and I think he's understanding the offense. And one thing about Pat Shermer is he's going to make and make sure that these players are put in positions for them to succeed. And I think that's what the most unique thing about Pat Shermer and his offense is the fact that how they build it and how they want the guys to go and set it up so that they can they can succeed in the plays and he's not putting them in situations where they're not going to be good at something. And you're, you're going to see that. I think you're going to see a more disciplined team on the field come the regular season on Sunday. You're going to see time management working very well. You're talking about a very veteran coach in Pat Shermer who's been around the league a long time and understands the game. And, uh, you know, hopefully – this, even though he's a, a young head coach, but he's been around the game a long time. 
Yeah, and we'll see what happens. Look, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be close. Uh, the Jaguars generally play close games. And to me, the big key in this game, Jeff, is going to end up being the big play for the Giants because I don't think you're going to be able to sustain these long, drawn-out drives against the With Jaguars' defense. defense. They're too good. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to have to bang out some big plays, whether it's a Saquon Barkley 60-yard run, um, a deep ball down the sideline or down the post, uh, whatever the case might be. I think those are the things you're going to have to do in this game to get enough points on the board to beat Jacksonville. And, and it's really a great first test for this offensive line, and it's a rough first test to see how they do against a veteran defensive line that knows what they're doing. Can they hold up? Can they give Eli time to get the ball down the field? Can they create those rushing lanes for Saquon Barkley? It's a very, very, very good first test to see exactly where this team is with the additions they made in that group in the offseason. Well, one matchup you want to keep your eye on is that Calais Campbell and and one Eric Flowers now at right tackle. Well, he can collect. Campbell lines up over the left tackle mm-hmm. too now. He's, he's not he's not only over the right side. But he will. You know, he he's a heck of a football player now. I mean, he mm-hmm. is a really good, solid football player, and he's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, I, I won't want to watch him this Sunday, and be, but he's fun. I like I like the guy a lot. Um, but I think that yeah, it's 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 all in the trenches. It's going to be in the trenches this game. You know. I mean, I don't. You're right, because because Eli, he can't go out there and, and be forced to throw for 350 yards. He's not going to do it. So, like you said, you know, you, Eli comes out of this game. He's got 185, 200 yards, and they win the game. Who cares? That's probably what it's going to be. But big plays, big plays, Odell. Maybe big plays to Ingram. A big run by uh, and special teams. We got a, a slew of new people on this roster that are going to be covering kicks and doing things like that and. Um, I wouldn't. I talked about it earlier with with uh, with Lance last week. I would love to see OBJ and Saquon back there returning kicks. You know, not not full time, but I want to see him there. You? Let's see if it's close in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but I'm, my point is that they don't have to be an everyday thing. But I mean, when the, when the game they need them, put them in. Oh yeah, I agree with that. And if it's a close game, fourth quarter, remember what the Eagles used to do with Deshaun Jackson. He wouldn't be out there every time, but he'd be out there when exactly. they need him. Yeah. I think that's the deal with that. All right, 201-939-4513. We want to remind you that Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to win amazing giant prizes throughout the year. Let's go to the phones and say hello, first and foremost, to Chris and Alamucci. Chris, what's up, pal? Hey, John. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling uh, in, Chris. I don't know if you guys can check, but I was at the game. I think the last game one opener was against the Cardinals, Cardinals about four years ago, and Ted Ginn returned the punt. And the Cardinals were playing with a backup quarterback uh, for Carson Palmer. So I'm, I think that was it. But, uh, boy, mm. it's been a long time since they had a game one opener uh, yep. that they had a win. That might be going back six years, in fact, or five. Yeah, I, I, I believe it was the Lions, if I recall properly. And I think it was a Monday oh, night. It? I think oh. it was a Monday night game, if I remember right. But I'll okay. look that up, yeah. Gotcha. I just had a, a comment and a question. You know, a lot of the media, especially on the radio, you know, they they, they got to peel back the onion a little bit about Eric Flowers. I mean, the one thing that's different about Shermer, which I love, is that he's not going to let Flowers, you know, suffer and, and, and take the brunt of abuse. Uh, you know, last year, McAdoo, really, I didn't see him giving any help. And I think with the 12 personnel using Rhett Ellison, if Flowers runs into any trouble, you know, at least we can slow down a little bit by utilizing that double tight end formation uh, with Eric Flowers. You guys agree? I think they will help him as necessary. Um, I agree. They're not just going to leave him out there on an island. Uh, Pat Shermer has been very clear that he's going to adjust his scheme and what he does based on the personnel. And I think if you see he's having issues, uh, you know, maybe off the bat, 
You'll give him a couple plays, maybe a three-step drop here or there to see how he's doing, knowing Eli will get the ball away anyway and he's not going to get him killed. Um, but if you see that you get to the point where he's going to have trouble on that right side, whether it's Ngakwe or it's Calais Campbell, because he'll face both guys throughout the game, then, yeah, you're right. I, th- I, I think you put uh, Red Ellison over there. I think you put Ingram over there. I think maybe you chip him with Shane Smith or Barkley out of the backfield, and, and you go from there. Gotcha. And lastly, um, if, you had to, if you had to put a, a number on touches, I know there's a lot of balls to go around. You know, between Ingram, Shepard, uh, you know, Beckham, of course. If you had to put total touches, passes running for Barkley, what would you say for this game? What do you think, Jeff? All right, well, let's, 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 let's break it down and kind of go backwards. All right, so would you say 70 plays on offense would be a good sure. number? Sure, it's a good rabbit. All right, so let's, let's just, I think in 70, and Eli's probably going to throw the ball um, 30 times. 35, so I'd say. Okay, so we're at 40. I and think then, about 30, yeah. So the rest of them is uh, now we're at 40. So I'm thinking touches, total touches for Saquon, I would say between 15 and 25. Is that uh, too many? I, 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 I think I would put it somewhere between like 17 and 23. I think I put it right in that area. There you go. So we're around in the range. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All but, right. I can live with that. All right, guys. Thanks again. Go Giants. I appreciate it. I, I do not think he's going to get 20 carries. I think he'll get something like. 16 or 17 carries, and then he'll catch five or six passes. I think what will determine his his carries is, remember, I think Saquon is a guy that he's he's kind of that, that player where if you feel like he's got momentum and he's got rhythm and like just and he's kind of in that zone, then keep giving him the ball and just sure. keep it good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if you feel he's a rookie now, remember, we know that who he is, but we have to understand he still is young and he's still a rookie. So there's going to be times in there where he's going to struggle a little bit or here and there, but you know, of those touches, I yeah, I would have, I would say maybe six catches out of the backfield, four to six. I like that number. And again, I think him out of the backfield as a weapon is just as important as his ability to run the football, especially in the red zone. I mean, look what Alvin Kamara did for the Saints last year mm-hmm. as a receiver. Same mm-hmm. deal. Uh, and Christian McCaffrey to the for the Panthers, even though he had more catches, I thought maybe the impact was a little bit less with the way they used him. But um, again, but that, those are two prime but examples. But the way you use him is important because really, when you you just want to get your playmakers the ball. Yep. And he's one of them, and just get get that kid the ball down inside that red zone, and just let him let him ball. Let and him by the way, that's why I have no problem letting him do kicks now and then either, and that's why I have no problem with Odell doing punts now and then. You can just as easily get now and then. Exactly. You can you can easily just get just as easily get injured. Catching a slant it's over football. the middle or running the ball up the middle as no you can question. on a kick or a punt return. No question. But those guys, are they're both so good athletes and fast and make people miss. And the way that the kickoff is designed nowadays, it's, it's for the returner. It favors the return team. So you're going to see a lot of a lot of big plays in the return you game. Know, it's funny you say that. I asked Latimer that a couple days ago. He doesn't think so. He thinks there's less room to run. Really? Yeah. Well, that's a good – I mean, coming which, from which, a guy which, that's which actually I thought been is interesting. There, yeah, I guess a guy, but you know what? I, I will tell you this. Um, let's 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 give a little bit more of a sample size because of course. you know preseason there is no gaming, there's no scheming, there's none of that kind of stuff. Let's just see, let's just see because I, I just feel like, and I also feel like that the middle of that field is wide open. I mean, if you got a kicker that's good enough that can just lob one down there and you got some guys that can run it, it's going to be a, just an all out just melee for the ball. Dennis in North Carolina is up next. Hey, Dennis. Hi, Dennis. Yes. Hi there. What's going on? Thanks Welcome. for taking my call. Thanks for I've calling been trying in. to get in. I finally made it. There you go. Well, anyway, I was just uh, when you you told us uh, didn't watch all of the game. I did. I I did what Jeff did. I went to bed there. Yeah, uh, good in for the middle you. Of the third quarter, and I had the feeling that it was going to end the way it did because of 
they had the the giant jitters, as I call it. They get inside the 20, <laughs> and that's it. They're done. Yeah. And then they try to do They go to that one guy, uh, number 11 there, uh, and everybody knows they're they're going to Julio Jones. Well, the funny thing, Dennis, the funny thing. And then the one time they went to the tight end, he was interfering with it, and he didn't call it. But uh, that's another story. Yeah. But that was uh, just the way that I, I read it. And, and I th- the Eagles didn't show me a heck of a lot either. So that was good news for us, I think. Yeah, and look, and here's the and, thing. I, I thought early on they didn't look at Julio Jones. In fact, he wasn't even on the field the first time he was down there, Jeff. They were in really? jumbo package the whole time. They had, I think, two tight ends and oh, extra yeah, offensive they, linemen. They, they, yeah, trying to run And Julio football. wasn't even on the on, on the right. field for that. Yeah. Yep. And actually, Matt Ryan should have hit Devontae Freeman on that little speed-out play, and he overthrew him a little bit. Yep. But otherwise, I thought the scheme and the ideas they were running out there um, in those, you know, goal-to-go situations left a lot to be desired. And then Matt Ryan missed a couple passes. I, and you know me, I love Matt Ryan. I'm a big Matt Ryan fan. I think he's really, really good. I didn't think he played that well last night. No, he didn't. The team didn't play. They should have won that game by two touchdowns. And I thought Julio caught that pass, by the way, just FYI. The one where he got pushed out of bounds? The one where he slid, he had the ball trapped on his shoulder? That's a catch to me. Oh, okay. Well, we don't know what a catch is anyways. And by the way, I think, by the way, Dennis, I'll, I'll let you finish, but this is a point that I made when they changed everyone. Everybody's like, oh, finally, you don't have to survive the ground. Da, 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 da. And what, what did I say? This is just going to create a whole different type <laughs> of catch problem because the rule still, look, it's a subjective play. Yeah, so there it's always no, going to cause a problem. There is no you know, huge, thick, black line of demarcation that you can ever draw that's not going to require interpretation by the officials. There's always going to be plays people disagree with. It's just the way it's going to go. Yep. So, And it's real time. It is what it is. And they call it in real time, and it's tough. Though I, I do think, though, that we saw that they're going to be very hesitant to overturn plays. And I think, by and large, that's a good thing. But at the same time, I thought there were a couple plays last night where they should have overturned it, and they didn't. So, like I said, it, th- there's always going to be some type of complaint. All right, Dennis, what's your second point? Well, uh, I just wanted to say how in 1986 at the the old New Haven Coliseum there, uh, I had the the privilege of meeting the three of the fellows that were on the 86 uh, championship team, uh, Phil Sims, Harry Carson, and uh, uh, (laughs) I can't think of the name. I'm going there. Carl Banks, Uh, Lawrence Taylor, uh, Mark Bavaro. No, no, no. It was it was there was. The running back. The Joe, guy Morris. Who, 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 Joe Morris. Who Joe Morris. Well. Joe Morris. Joe Morris. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Little Joe. I, I'm sorry about that. Well, That's anyway, okay. uh, <laughs> I happened to be first in line, and I had uh, a lot of blue items because of the giant blue pennants and stuff like that. And I get up here to Phil, and I, he, he already had a blue pen. I said, Phil, here, use this. And I had a silver marker. Sure. So he used it on, on my stuff. And, and I said, here, keep this. I said, because that line is full of blue back there. I said, you're going to use this more than the other. And he says, well, geez, you, you're a nice guy. I said, no, you're a nice guy. It was my pleasure to meet you. And all those old, the, the older giants there, they they were, it was just a, a pleasure to meet them. And I'm, and I'm glad I went. And I just wanted to say thank you to all of them. I never got a chance to say thank you to them. Excellent, Dennis. We appreciate the call. Thank yes, you. Thank you, Dennis. All right, thank you. Appreciate yep. it. Clearly, yeah. clearly, Dennis did not spend that much time with Phil Sims if he thinks he's that nice of a guy. <laughs> well, no, I love maybe, Phil. Maybe, maybe no, Phil, Phil still has awesome. the blue, blue pen. <laughs> How many years silver, ago? The silver, silver, silver pen. One. Yeah. No, but Phil's awesome. But Phil also loves giving people a hard time, which is why we love Phil.
Yes, he does. He can be a little ornery, which we love. But that's why Phil's Phil, and I think that think that's fine. Well, that's the character he plays, though. I think he's perfect for it. Like on on, on inside the NFL, he's hilarious. I yeah. love Phil. Yeah, and I love he always comes here to record his um uh, spots for the hospital he sponsors. Yep. So we get to spend a lot of time with him, and Phil's great. Good. Always love seeing him every year. Let's go to Travis in Queens. He's up next. Hi, Travis. Hey, fellas. How you guys been? What up? How you doing, Travis? Good, good, good. Um, so this year, I, I, um, I got the Giants. Do you think ten and six is a stretch? No, I, th- I think ten and six, Jeff, is probably on the higher end of. I think it's on the of, real high end. of projection, but I don't think it's. Let me put it this way: I'm not going to hang up on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you're you're two or three away. You're too high, in my opinion, but that's okay. Let me, Kev, Trevor, let me put it this way: if they win ten. They will have won ten because they did extremely well in close games. Like it'll be one of those right. deals where they're six and two in games decided by three points or less, and that's why they got to ten. I mean, you got this. This eight. This first eight games is a murderer's row. I mean, yeah. this. These. If. <laughs> I mean, there's no way around it. You look at the schedule and try to see some sort of a some of light at the end of the tunnel. There isn't any other than after eight. After the eight weeks, it gets a little bit easier. But it is. It's a very very difficult yeah. schedule. Yeah, it is, but on but on top of it, it, it's good. You know, I like this first matchup for the O line. You know, to see, you know, even though it's very early, but this is a good you know test out the gate to see what the O line and yeah. How it's well, here's the thing, Travis. It is a good test and it's exciting. Of course, if they end up doing poorly on the test, you're not going to think it's that exciting or it's that good. Sunday seemed like forever. Oh my god! I'm just tired of hearing everybody. So I just want to get the game yep. started. I'm with you. Like, but um, my last point is this, right? And I know it's early, and I know uh, this year with the whole draft was a headache because we everybody's going back and forth. You know what I mean? This, this one was like it was crazy this year. It was either Dawn or Buckley. So all that's out the way. But um, I always wanted to ask now since. The whole web situation, I never got you. I never heard you guys take on it. Mm. Um, uh, does that mean now that uh, first the, the first round pick of next year's draft has to be a quarterback? Nope. No, it does not. Uh, Dave Gettleman will not pick or reach for a player. That's the reason, Travis, they didn't take a quarterback this year. They did not believe one of the quarterbacks oh. in this class were worth a first round pick. Uh, not a first round pick, excuse me. We're worth the second overall pick in the draft. Um, they did not believe it. They thought Barkley was a much better player. Um, and that's why they picked Saquon Barkley. They didn't pick Saquon Barkley because, they, and Jeff and I have said this a million times, they didn't make the decision because they knew Davis Webb was the next guy. They simply thought right. Barkley was that much better than the quarterbacks that were available. And that's why they made the decision they did. Jalen Ramsey picked a bad time to be talking with him. Angles. I know that. You don't. I would not take that too seriously. I think Jalen might be nah. playing. I think Jalen's playing some games, Travis. I think he's fine. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's something saying that he's not participating like in practices. He like he is setting you up for a hustle. That's what I think. He's setting you up for a hustle. Oh uh, well. I, uh, <laughs> all right. Thank Let's you, see. Travis. All right. You guys take care. Yep. Trust Thank me. You, Jalen Rams would be out there and ready. Don't worry about that. What was your take on the web thing? You haven't been on since cuts, actually. We haven't talked about that. I, I think the Davis web thing was very simple. I think people try to make make too much of it, and that the bat the bottom line is it. And I I have I have been around football all my life. I've been on 
a lot of teams and, and you I, with a, with a lot of players that you don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know this: it all comes down to one thing: can you play? And if you can't play, and the organization you're with doesn't think you can play, you're not going to have a job. And that's nothing against Davis Webb nope. to a point where I mean I'm being mean to him, but it's fact is it's it's any position and it's any player. And, and bottom yeah. line is is that, that that is the nature of the beast yeah. and that's how it works. And yeah, we talked about this. It's easy. We talked about this a lot. It has nothing to do with the fact that Webb was drafted by the prior regime. No. It, it really, really doesn't. But we spoke about his great intangibles. He's a great kid. He works hard. He does all the studying. He did the Eli report. Uh, great teammate. Great guy. We were both rooting for him. We both Which, really, by the way, will help him in the long run. And we really like Davis Webb. But none of that, and, you know, being tutored by Eli, all that's great. But none of it matters if when you put on the pads and the helmet and you go out there and you're still making mistakes and you're struggling in certain facets— and then all that other stuff doesn't matter. It, it, it's a great supplement, but like you said, if you don't go out there and show that you can be trusted to be the backup quarterback, and obviously the Giants decided that they did not want him as their backup quarterback, then you're not going to be on the roster. And I think, uh, in my opinion, and Pat Shermer has not announced this yet, but um, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that it's going to be Alex Tanney. That'll be the dressed backup quarterback on Sunday, and Loletta will be uh, deactivated. Um, and I think... He wanted a veteran backup, so yeah. they picked Tanny. And then like, all right, if Tanny's the veteran backup, who do we want to keep, Loletta or Webb? And I think they liked some of the things Loletta does a little bit better in terms of getting rid of the ball quickly, um, being more used to an NFL offense, anticipating better than Webb does, maybe you know, feeling the rush better, things like that. So uh, when I look at it, that's how I look at it. Well, and you had some good points. With the the bottom line is that you. They and, and get we we are not in meetings. We're we are also not football coaches. Okay, we're analysts. We talk about things, but there's a lot there that people don't know about. That the that the eyes of the organization, being Pat Shermer and and Dave Gettleman and and Mike Shula, being the the mm -hmm. quarterback coach who's been around quarterbacks forever. There's things in the meeting rooms that we don't see that they talk about. Absolutely. That, that, that so not only is it trans it it's not transparent. People don't see a lot of it. They just, we just talk about what he did in the games and things. There's a lot more to it. They're grading things in practice. They're grading things in meetings. They're grading things in the games. Yeah. So this is what it all came down to. And it's an evaluation, just like any other position, John. Yeah. And it, that's just the way it works out. And, you know, he'll land on his feet. He's, you know, he's got a chance over there at the Jets. He got a job. And that's all you could say. You got a job. And here's the thing. Look, if you bring somebody out to the practice field that knows nothing about football, and you're just watching these guys throw the ball, Webb would look like the best quarterback in camp. Yeah, he's got he's great the biggest. Arm. He's got a cannon. He moves around really, really well. And you hear great things about his intangibles, what you mentioned. You know, Those are all great. And put all that together, yeah, he could be the next guy, absolutely. But again, it's the things that you don't see. Is he making the right reads? Is he seeing the field the way he's supposed to? Is he holding the ball too long? Um and I think down the field accuracy was inconsistent. That's something we saw in the preseason games. Yeah, the first, That's something the first that was game. pretty – and then the third game, too, he missed three or four mm -hmm. deep passes that were open. So yeah. you put all that together. But, again, I still think he has a chance to be a quarterback in this league, whether it's as a starter or a backup. I think he's now, got a shot, and we'll see what happens. Hopefully he does well with the Jets. And, John, you'll agree with me with this. I know you will. Unfortunately, um, the way that this league works is you are, you are – you're tagged at the round that you're drafted in, okay? If you're a first-rounder and you're not that great, and you'll you're, be but given, you're still a first-rounder. You'll be given a million chances. So 
Davis Webb being a third rounder has hurt him in a sense because people still see him as a third round draft pick. And a third rounder is a guy that can, you know, is usually a, can make your team and is supposed to play sooner or later. But this isn't going to happen with Davis Webb here. Yeah, so. and we learned about it. I think we learned something about the way Pat Shermer operates too in some of his cuts, keeping um, uh, the linebacker that he kept, keeping Sean Chandler, uh, letting go of John Jerry. Tay Davis, that was a linebacker I was thinking of. These are guys that were with the third team all summer. He doesn't care what team you're practicing with. Right. And that's why everyone was fooled on Webb, including me. I didn't think he was going to be cut. In Nobody retrospect, did. I've looked back and I've said, you know what, maybe I should have noticed A, B, C, and D, but he was with the twos the whole time. Why would you think he's going to get cut? And he was getting more reps than anybody else. Why would you think he's going to get cut? But I don't think Shermer cares what team you're on in practice. He just doesn't. So that's something when we try to predict these rosters next year, Jeff, we're going to have to take into consideration. And we say it all the time when, when they first come into training camp or and it's always, you know, you're always being evaluated. And as much as we say that all the time, it has a true definition. It really is. You're being evaluated on everything that you do. Sure. And, and sure enough, that's, and that's what hits on Mike, on, uh, Mike, on John's point is that who's Mike, <laughs> there's the mic. There, there is no mic. We here. have new mics. across the hole. These are new mics. That's why I said that. <laughs> but my point is, is that no matter what you're doing, you're being evaluated and, and, and really it comes down to that always. All right. 201-939-4513. We want to remind you that Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to an amazing Giants prizes throughout the season. Phil in Montclair wants to talk about Phil. the Jaguars, and he's up next. Hi, Phil. Phil's close. What's going on? What's going on, guys? How's everything? Hey, Good. Phil. What's up? Um, I want a few points about the game coming up on Sunday. Um, one, I agree with you, John, when you said you know the, the, the Giants going to have to make some big plays, but also, what I think field position is going to determine a lot of things, too. I don't think that um, Bortles is a guy who's going to be throwing the ball a lot, so I think the Giants have to force them to um, to throw the ball, put him in bad situations, stop the run, and and obviously get us good field position. We also have to make the kicks. Hopefully, Rosa will do that. Yep. Um, my, 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 one of my concerns, though, is... Uh, even though OV is our, our best pass rusher, he's a really good run stopper. I mean, you, do you think as far as stopping a run, like his his absence is going to be like just really, really big? No, it will be. Phil, I think you make a really, really good point because he is good at setting the edge when he's healthy. And I watched a lot of Leonard Fournette this week getting ready for Carl Banks' strategy segment. I probably watched half his carries last year. He will bounce. He's an up-and-down right. runner. But he will get, if, you know, if the play is going, you know, behind the right guard, he'll find his way back and go outside the left tackle. Now, he's not going to bounce all the way outside now. He likes to get north and south. But he will get across that edge and out over that edge. So, setting that edge, and I think Kareem Martin's going to be really important with it. Uh, Connor Barwin's going to be very important with it. And I think that's a great underrated point. How his replacement stopped the run, Lorenzo Carter, too, is going to be huge. I got one more thing, yep. um, Jeff. You said that it's a it, it's a reach for the Giants to win ten games. Yes. You know, I mean, I, <laughs> I understand where you come from, being where we were coming from last year, three and thirteen. But if you think about it, that's assuming that the teams from last year. No, that that's not. That's now, not. That's not. Okay. Are going to be the same this year, right? Well, I'll tell you why. 
And, and first of all, I, I started a little bit of it already. You got to look at those first eight games. And if you think that you can right. win half of those, okay, then you're halfway to your 10. All right? You got to win more than half to be halfway well, to your 10, My point is, right? there's, if you're eight and eight, 16, you win five of them in the first eight and five in the second. Two, you get, where are you going to win five games in those first eight games? You tell me. And then we can move well, on from there. I, I'm not saying that you're right or wrong. I'm just saying you're saying it's a reach, but that's I think it's assuming gonna, that it's, okay. the teams that we're playing are going to be good as last year because if you look at the yeah. Texans didn't make the playoffs. Well, they um, lost their quarterback. The, I don't think the Panthers made the playoffs last year either. Like, So you, that means you're saying the Falcons going to be just as good as last year. Um you're saying that the Texans are going to be better. No, Phil, you know what? Phil, Phil, you make a good point. You don't know year to year how good these teams are going to be. And you don't know how healthy they're going to be when you play them either. <laughs> that you're 100% right about. We will not argue your point at all. But these are a lot of teams that made the playoffs last year and finished over 500. So uh, when, when you look ahead, you make your best guess what I teams are, are going to be good. And maybe some of them do take a huge step back. Who knows? But you're right. You don't know for sure, but it is going to be tough sledding. Yeah, it'll be tough sledding. And, and, and how, how can thank you, this Phil. team – Thank you, Phil. And, and, and really, how can this team get to, to 10 wins? Um, number one, they got to they gotta be healthy, okay? And just like any team. That's an easy one, okay? And number two is offensively, this team's got to put up more than 19 points a game, okay? And defensively, they can't be 32nd in the run, okay? So I think that – those things there can help them get to 10 wins. The biggest thing is this health. This team last year is 3-13 and 13 because they weren't a very good football team, but two, they had no depth and they were hurt like crazy. Um, so, yeah, it can happen, but it's going to be tough sledding, as John said. I'm sure a lot of people may or may not agree with me, but I, I just think it's very difficult when I look at this schedule for a 3-13 and 13 team that's lost 50% of their roster from last year. It's tough. Tough. And when, you know, Listen, I... Eli Manning has got all these people at his disposal, which would be good offensively. But you are talking about a new roster. You're talking about two new offensive and defensive coordinators, a new special teams coordinator, a new head coach. A lot of, a lot of things have to happen here. So It is. Look, and everything has to come together. That's, what, that's why football is great, though, right? There's no question. And that's you know why what? it's great. And, and there was uh, a statistic I saw the other day that inevitably every single year there's in, in some one of the divisions in National Football League, somebody goes from last to first. Yeah. Well, the Giants went from first to last last year. So there you go. Yep. And so it happens. If you can go from 11-5 and five to 3-13, and 13, you can certainly go from 3-13 and 13 to 10-6. and six. And this division has a propensity to have somebody that wins the division yeah, every year that didn't win it last year. That's different. Right. So, and it's not, it's not like the Eagles looked super impressive last night, by the way. I don't think they looked super impressive all of last year, to be honest with you. I know they no. won the Super Bowl, but they weren't <laughs> the greatest team when you no, look at them. They weren't. I mean, they got their defense got lit up in the Super Bowl. And you know what? You could, you could, you could say up. that about the 07 team, the Giants 07 team. We weren't the greatest team in the regular season. No. And we weren't a great team altogether, but we just knew how to win, and that's what the Eagles did. Well, and by the, here's the thing, and this is what I always say to people. By the end of the 07 season, you guys were the team that went 13 and 3 in 2008. Absolutely. You had become yeah. that team. Absolutely. But yes. probably for the first, hell, I'll even throw out that first playoff game against the Bucks. I think where it started was that Cowboy game. And that's where you guys really yeah. kind of hit your stride a little bit. Yeah. And that's when you became the 2018. Then, the, unfortunately, the 2018 disappeared right before that game against Washington. We all know why. But. <laughs> 
Yeah. That you guys became that. And then in 2011, to be quite honest, the team just got hot at the right time. The 2007 team was better than the 2011 team, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Yeah. I think just look at what happens to the 2011 team in 2012. The 2011 team sustained it. The 2011 team fell off a little bit yep. um, for whatever reason. So get in the tournament, see what happens. Now, I did. somebody told me a stat the other day where in the last four years, every Super Bowl team was either a one or a two seed. I'd have to double check to see if that's right, but that's what somebody told me. Well, let's just see. Uh, New England last year was a one, right? Yeah, and so was Philly. There you go. Okay, going back to the year before. Um, I can't go back that far. <laughs> I can bring up. <laughs> Let's go to our See? He, goes, he doesn't lie about you know his memory, I, I folks. do not lie about he it. He doesn't. I, honestly. I, 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 I can't tell you. I will I will bring up the I will bring up the Super Bowl history and we will That's go through it as we talk to Dave and Cranford who's up next on Big Blue Kickoff oh, man, Live. Dave. Hi Dave, what's up, pal? Hey, hey guys, I've been talking to you forever. It's so nice that we actually have a game to talk about. Oh, thank goodness. You know, really? Jeff, Jeff, don't take this the wrong way, but you know, having John <laughs> sitting next to you, it's kind of like, you know, you have some training wheels there. He keeps you, you know, he keeps keeps you on the straight and narrow. Thank you know, you, you kind of go here, go there and yeah. kind of well, brings you back. Don't, it give, is, him, like, don't give him too much credit. Job. Dave, Please, it's, it, it's really hard work. Let me tell you, it's not easy, and I appreciate you recognizing the excellence of controlling uh, Jeff Fields. <laughs> yeah, want me just to leave now and you can just talk to John? <laughs> it, it, it makes the two of you a great team. So. Thank you. Appreciate you, it. You guys you guys hit something. I, I, I think this game, which, again, I'm, I'm just happy, you know, I mean, just to get real football, and I know you guys are, and we'll be able to talk about, you know, real games and stuff like that, but, but I think you saw it last night. You know, if there's a takeaway from last night, you know, if I'm if I'm Atlanta, I, I am really frustrated. I I, I really mm -hmm. thought that you know, uh, and mainly because the same problems that they had. I mean, that game was no was ridiculous. How close it looked to that playoff game, and it was identical, and, Dave. It was the same thing. It was yeah. like I mean, the other side of the field. But other than that, you same, know, deal. same idea. Yep. Um, and my, my point, my point is this, I've said this to you guys before, and I, and I really do believe this. And that is, you know, everybody in this league is, is uber talented. You've got, you know, world-class athletes all across rosters and that what you're seeing in the league and what you've always seen in the league and what you see it with Belichick and what you see it is, is that you need, you know, coaches that know how to put their players in position to succeed. And part of that is. You need an unbiased view, and, and that's what I saw with the with the cutdowns and to tie that all together is that this new regime there there's no more scholarships with these guys, and that they're looking at every position. So, and I think you see it you'll see it in the game plan. And what I mean by that is, you know, when it comes to you know how they're going to protect Eli, and they're they're going to protect Eli in multiple different ways. Yeah, they, we'll we'll do the obvious things with tight ends and chips and all that, but. It's going to be more than that, you know. They're going to they're going to be looking at you know when to get the ball out of his hand quickly. They're going to be looking at the running game. They're going to be looking at multiple ways. Sure. And and you guys you guys hit on it. The, the one thing that you have to watch in this game is is third and long. You know we can't. You, you, this defense is built. The Jacksonville defense <laughs> is a punishing turnover defense in yep. third and long. Absolutely. And and you have to stay out of third and long if you want to sustain drives. You've got to get. You know, you guys both said it. You got to be productive, even if it's you know you can't have negative plays on first and second down. You can you know you can get two or three yards, but you got to get you know two or three twice, and and so that you're you know in third and four, third and five, you know that sort of thing. So, and I think again, I think the other side to it is 
hey, Jacksonville, you know, they're not going to see an offense. The thing, I'll leave you with this. The, the thing about the, the the big three, and I totally agree with Sterling Shepard. I think it should be a big four, and I, I throw him in there. It's not any one of them. This isn't fantasy football where you get to focus on one guy. It's the complementarity of each of those guys with each other. It's it's what they can do in different parts of the field. And and that's where I think Eli, if there's anything you want to say what he's great at, you know, he's not a mobile quarterback, he you know, whatever. You, you can nitpick Eli all you want. But he knows how to he knows how to get in the right play. And he knows and he's got great experience and he knows how to read defenses. And and I think that chess match is going to be critical because you know Jacksonville was great last year. Don't get me wrong, but they went ten and six. They didn't, they didn't go fourteen and two. Yep. They lost six games. There are ways to beat them. You brought it up with with Sharp when you brought you know John when you had him on. There are ways to beat that team, but you've got to have the right scheme. And I think this game falls on Shermer and falls on you know Betcher, who played them last year by the way. So he has a lot of film on on how to beat them. And um, you know, so I think it's going to fall on them. So I appreciate it, guys. Thank I, you, Dave. I appreciate the time, and, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, appreciate it. And what they'll do on defense too? They'll run a lot of cover three, a lot of cover one. Or uh, Banks was—I was watching tape for Carl Banks yesterday, and he said a lot of cover one funnel. And I'm like, all right, you know, explain to me what that means exactly. I'm still learning here with you know watching all this stuff. We're and, always learning. And he goes, basically, what that is is that all the corners on the outside will play outside technique. So they will basically force the receivers into the linebackers and into the single high safety, and that's the funnel coverage. And they play it very disciplined, and they do a very good job with it. So you're going to see a lot of single high. You're going to see a lot of cover three, a lot of cover one, a lot of cover one funnel. And I think that's what you're going to see from this defense. And the Giants are going to have to be very disciplined. The Jaguars will destroy you if you make a mistake. The Giants have to be disciplined, play their brand of football, not make mistakes, and that gives you the best chance of winning the game. 201-939-4513. Len in Columbia, Maryland. He's up next. Hello, Len. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing Good. well. Hey, John, just a real quick one, uh, picking up on something you talked about with 07. When RW quarters intercepted that pass in the end zone in Dallas, I started packing, John. <laughs> I knew I knew we were going. Uh, you know, Len, I, I, Len, I we wish I wish I could tell you I was that confident. I don't know how confident Jeff was in Green Bay the next week. Boy, uh-huh. that was going to we be tough. We were pretty confident. I agree with yeah. you, Len. I agree with you. I don't know if yeah. I was packing, but I was pretty happy. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you were, Jeff. I'll bet you were. Hey, listen, um, let me, John, we're going to uh, ask Jeff a couple of questions. Hey, go here. ahead. I'm going to um, shut up. <laughs> Yeah, um, Can we get that in quote, please? <laughs> rookie, rookie punter for the Jaguars on Sunday. Oh, really? Okay. I will be very disappointed if we don't send the house out after him well, on that first punt. I'll give you something real quickly, and I know that most of the times a rookie punter, that's what that's the game plan. They, get, they almost have to prove to you that you can get yeah, the ball go. off and get a good kick before we stop rushing you. Yeah, so I agree with uh, you there. On the road, on the road, yep. huge crowd. Maybe it's early in the game. Mm-hmm. Man, just send the house after the kid. But be be careful and, you don't rough and him. And let's and let's see what happens. We don't want any stupid um, penalties there either. Yeah. One 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 other thought, Jeff. Um, in in this game, it may be more important where we punt from than how many punts we have. And I think this offense. Yeah, one position. of the big differences between this year and last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we've got the kind of personnel 
where there's going to be a limited number of three and outs. We, we may stall, but I think we'll get one or two. And if we're punting from the 45 instead of the 20, mm-hmm. I like that. I do, too. I like that. I always used let to like that, that. Let Jacksonville, and I think we have the offense to be able to keep the field tilted. And I think if we can do that, we go, yeah. we got a really good chance remember, of winning this game. Last year, Len, the Giants were at the top of the league in three and out. So that is something that's going to have to change. The other, oh, it's, gonna, the other, it's absolutely going to have to change, especially in this game. The, um, the other thing you, you have know. to be careful with with that philosophy, and I like it, is the fact that on now the flip side, if, you, if you're going to put the Jaguars in a deep territory because you're kicking from the 45 or 40, whatever, like you said, right. this Jaguars team will eat up that clock making first down. So you better put some points on the board to sustain that those drives yeah. that those guys can put on too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking for um, scoring on half our possessions, Jeff. Right. And it can be field goals. It can be field goals as we saw last night. But if we if we have the ball if if we if we have a ten possessions, I want to score on five. If we have eleven possessions, I want to score on six. Uh, Twelve possessions is probably the end of end of the half or you know end of the game time thing, and you're kneeling down. But um, I I want five or six scores on our, on our possessions. I I don't want two or three. Uh, I, I want touchdowns. I want I want five or six scores. Um, hey, uh, let me let me let me try to get one more thing in before yeah, I quick. predict the, before I predict the Giants will win this game. <laughs> real quick, real quick. <laughs> um, you know, it's easy to talk about first and third downs. You know, typical cliches. You know, first downs important, third downs important. I, someday, I really think every downs important. First downs, first downs important. Um, I think we got to gain yardage. We can't be second and nine, second and eleven. Uh, and you know, we, if they're if they're running second and three, man, we're we're in a lot of trouble. So first downs on both sides of the ball. I know that's that's old school. It's a cliche. You got you know you got to gain your. But I think against certain teams, it's more important than it is against others. And I think Sunday first down is a is really a critical down for us to put them in a down and distance uh, that doesn't play to their strength and a down and distance that plays to our strength. And then we got a shot. I think the Giants are going to win this game. Give me a score, Len. I think the Giants are going to win 27-17. Thank you, Len. All right, man. That's Take a lot care. of points. If the Giants score 27, I think they'll win. I'm not sure they'll get to 27. Jaguars are good defensively. 27 is a lot of points against Jacksonville. I, I, uh, I mean... Let me see something. I... I would say that, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be low scoring. I think the whole league in, in itself is going to be low scoring the first week. Sloppy I mean, you're going, football. you're going to have a team that's going to run away with something, but I, I think overall it's it's not going to be all that enlightening. Um, enlightening. How many games last year do you think the Jaguars gave up 27 points? Out of 16, I'm going to say six. Uh, they gave up 37 in week two to the Titans. They gave up 23 to the Jets, so no. They gave up 27 to the Rams. Both those games were losses, by the way. So 0-2 in games, they've given up 27 points. They gave up 27 to the Cardinals on November 26th. That was also a loss. So 0-3 in the games, they gave up 27 or more. They only gave up 27 one other time. At the Niners in Week 16, they gave up 44 points. So four games, 27 points or more, all of them losses. So if you score 27, like I said, you're winning. winning. You're winning. 
But yep. can you get there? That's the trick. All right, we got three more calls, Jeff. I want to make sure we get to them yep. uh, before we say goodbye. If we go a little bit past uh, one thirty or 2.30, that's okay. We started a couple seconds late. Let's go to Jason in Phoenix, and he's in New Jersey for the game. Jason, welcome to the East Coast. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing Good. great. What's up? So, listen, this is my first time visiting the area. I'm super excited to go to this game. Great. Like, usually I go with the uh, Cowboys, like when we always play them the first game of the year, and I'm surrounded by Cowboy fans and all that. <laughs> so I'm excited to see some actual Giants fans, some people oh, wearing Eli Manning jerseys. You know, I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, the thing I want to talk to you about, uh, like you kind of stole my thunder about the, the defense we're going to be, we're going to be seeing. Um, so I studied them a lot, and I, you're right. We're going to see a lot of cover three. Um, and when you set the, the cover one funnel, they're going to throw a, they're going to throw a couple zone blitzes in after they kind of thrown that cover one at us to try to get some of those quick passes. Yep. Um, what I think is going to happen is um, we're going to see uh, Eli, uh, Coach Shermer, uh, take advantage of uh, the way they kind of uh, they play those they play uh, aggressive in coverage. Uh, what I mean is that box safety. So whoever's the box safety um, and that out, and the other outside linebacker that's going to be sending those receivers up to the deep safety. Um, uh, they're going to deal with Shepard, Ingram, or even Beck, uh, 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 Barkley out of the backfield. I, I think I think that they have no idea what what they're about to about to see. I don't think we have any idea about what we're going to see. And I think we've been cautiously optimistic. Uh, and I'm I'm expecting the Giants to actually, just like Lynn said, to probably put up about 27 points. Um, yeah. I think that they're going to try to get ahead early. Uh, and you know, and, and jump on them because I don't think that that the Jacksonville is 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 built to play that way. Well, Jason, I think one thing you said is on the money. I think where you win in this game is down the middle of the field, whether it's with Ingram or with whoever's playing the slot. It could be Beckham, it could be Shepard, depending on the play, or Barkley. I, I think you're going to have a lot of trouble winning against those two great cornerbacks. So I think you win in that short to midfield area in the middle of the field in front of that deep safety, and that's where you got to win in this game if you want to move the ball. So with that, I'm with you. Okay, right on. All right, so uh, real quick, i got a, just a couple antidotes. Yeah, real uh, fast. So, like, I know I'm the, the biggest Eli Manning fan in the world, all right? Like, I was uh, on the drum line, first snap at Ole Miss. Like, I followed dude all over. This is my first time seeing him at home. <laughs> the drum uh, line. So, uh. I, I'm I'm touring to the I'm touring the stadium right on Monday. Um, they they only sell them in ten packs, so I had to buy all ten tickets. Um, are y'all going to be in the building? Yes, <laughs> if you want to stop by, we will be in MetLife MetLife Central, which is right by MetLife Gate. Um, come by, we'll be there starting at eleven thirty to around twelve forty-five. Come by, say hi, Jason. Excellent. All right. So uh, again, super excited to see this. Uh, have all the Thanks, all buddy. that talent on the field at the same time with somebody like Shermer, who is not just a quick game or a short game. Like we're going to see play action pass again. Thank we're going to see Eli throw the ball thirty <laughs> yards down the field again. Like I'm so excited. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, thanks sure. for calling in, man. Hopefully, we'll see you down there on Sunday. All right. Did we lose our uh, fourth quarter there? Brandon, no worries. I'm oh, good. Right. Now we're actually ending on time. Uh, Chris in Texas, who's probably annoyed that the Giants aren't playing in Texas just for him <laughs> in the first game of the That's season. Right. Hey, Chris. <laughs> like I told you the other day, I'll be there for the Houston game. That's where I live. So, Great. Uh, but, and I'll be up there for a few games this year as well, So, uh, which is good. But hopefully you guys are doing good. Um, one thing that's bad about following Len is he gives you so much other information that you want to talk about that you weren't originally going to talk about. So let me just say this real quick. I was packing, not on RW recorders, but I don't know if you remember Aaron Ross separating his shoulder and launching his body. I think he stopped uh, Marion Barber on a crucial third down. Yes, he did. Quarter. Absolutely I, right, 100%. Man, when you lay it out like that, you know your team's going to win. You know everybody's going <laughs> So that's what I was packing. Um, real quick about Sunday and then my season predictions. I, I agree with Paul. I think 
I think what Paul said the other day about the dog, this game favors the underdog, the first game, uh, because they don't know what to expect. Yeah, I think that's coaches. true. I think that's true. Yeah. Um, I also agree with the I I think 27 is too high. I'm at capping us at 24. If we could get to 24, I think we'd win. Yes, I agree um, with that, too. I think 24 is a good magic number. I'm with you on that. And as far as the season, I'll never do individual games. So many variables can happen. <laughs> of course. But I really think after watching Philly yesterday, what's going to hurt them more than anything, in my opinion, is not having LeGarrette Le Brown. I can't see exactly being their feature back throughout the year and, and sustaining the blows mm, like that 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 – that Jack Garrett. I like him too, but I, I, I just look Garrett Blount. Just re- I mean, he killed us the game in Philly. I mean, he he won the game, not that kick, not that sixty yarder. But Garrett Blount killed us. So I That's think fair. nine wins wins the division this year. Ooh, wow. See, I think in order to make you know, I think to make the playoffs this year, you have to get the ten. And appreciate the call, man. Thanks so much. And we uh, and we'll see you down in Houston. I think ten games get you in. I don't. I, I don't think nine will get you the division. I think these teams are too good. I think the Giants are good. I think the Eagles are good. I think the Cowboys are good. I'm not. I'm not sure about the Redskins. I, the Cowboys. I wonder about their offense. I think it's funny. I think the, the Cowboys, Redskins are going to scare people. The Cowboys have been a really good offensive team the last three or four years, and their defense has killed them. I think they're going to flop this year. I think their defense is going to be good, and I think their offense is going to struggle a little bit, except for Ezekiel Elliott. The Redskins are interesting. Here's the problem with Washington, Jeff. Who on that team scares you from an offensive perspective? Well, I mean, certainly the quarterback doesn't scare me because then I can't really name any other guys. Like, you yeah, said, who is he giving the so, book? I mean, Chris Thompson's probably I mean, the best offensive player, right? I, the, I mean, defensively, uh, I think Josh they're, Doxson, they're, does he get you excited? Yeah, but yeah. you know what? I mean, I, if you look at all these teams, I mean, we obviously have to tip your hat to the Eagles and think that they're the, you know, that they're the best because mm-hmm. of just who they were. Of course. Well, and they're but, extremely talented. I mean, they got a lot of good players. But we all know that this division is so crazy. Yeah. And it's just, it's very competitive this year. Sure. So. Um, you know, maybe, maybe he's right. Maybe, you know, maybe nine does. <sighs> God, uh, I think this, I think this yeah, division's too it. good to have to have it just be nine. I'm with you. By the way, the game the, the, where I thought that game turned, and I think turned the 2007 oh, the Giants game? season. Was it before it even started when they put the tickets on the? Stools? No, I, I don't no. buy that stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get into that. Well, you may not, but the rest of the guys did. Were you guys really upset about that? Heck yes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my God. Well, you, we heard wait, that? Serious question. Uh, if, seriously. No, no. Serious question. If that never happened, would you guys have won the game? Uh, yeah. Because okay. we intercepted in the end zone. <laughs> well, exactly. I know where you're going, but, That's I, what I'm but saying. it is a little bit of extra but motivation. Anyway, to me, the turning point of that whole game was the tumor long catch and run because the Giants had been really dominated physically in that first half. I mean, I think the time of possession was something like 22 to 8. Marion Barber, like 140 yards in the first half. Of course, Wade Phillips rushed him 20 times and he had nothing left in the second. (laughs) But Tumor caught that short little pass. I think it was Anthony Henry, if I remember right. Henry missed the tackle, and he ran 60 yards for the touchdown. It was like the simplest little out, but it turned into a monster play. Was that a third down? I don't remember. So even though Dallas had dominated the first half, I think they were only, what, leading 10-7 at the half? That sounds right to you, maybe? Well, mm, you don't remember anything. There's do you? no way. I don't even remember. I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even remember Monty catching that pass. That's why I asked him if it was third down. You got to remember something. Uh, I never I watched the now. offense. Hold on. I never oh, watched the offense because okay. I was always warming up and getting ready to go in. So I, I never got to really watch the offensive team. So I don't remember a lot of the offensive plays. 
um, ever. I'm going to see if I can bring up this real quick to see how fast this will access for me. Give um, me while I do this, give me your final thoughts on the game this week, real quick. Well, first of all, I think it's I think it's going to be a close game, and I think it's going to come down to which. I mean, obviously the the Jaguars are a team that were in the playoffs last year, are a veteran team. This is not a veteran team, so I think that could hurt the Giants. Um, I think this is going to be real close, and uh, I'm I'm actually I think the Jaguars will probably win the game, and I think it's going to be low scoring. Uh, I think the in my I said it earlier. I think defensively you got to stop the run. We know that, and it's it's kind of Captain Obvious. But I I really think if the Giants can come up with a good game plan to do that, then that'll that'll they'll have a chance to win the game. If they can't stop the run, and that this team puts up uh, you know 33, 34 minutes of time of possession, the Giants are, can't win this game. And that's usually you know the, the Jaguars they they are ground and pound. That's that's a Coughlin trait. It's the way it is. Um, offensively for the Giants. They've got to convert inside the red zone. They've got to be, you know, 75% in there. And I know that Len, Len was wanting six scores if you have 12 drives. That's a lot. No, that's, that's too um, much. I mean, that's too much. I think that if this if the Giants team can score a couple touchdowns and maybe get two field goals and get it to 20, some, 20 points, 21 maybe, we'll see. But, All right, uh, let me see if I can find this tumor play here. Um, and really, when – it comes down to these close games, these ah, turnovers. Game. Never mind. Turnovers. It's not going to happen, folks. But that did happen in that game. I just don't remember exactly what. One thing that this team did nicely in the preseason was was turnovers. They did not turn the ball over they a lot. They protected the ball. Yeah. So Absolutely. that's a good thing. And listen, that's the MO for the Jaguars, yeah. too. They do not like hey, to turn the ball over, but they're ball hawks. Jeff, I think it's going to be a close game. I think um, it's going to come down to whatever team protects the football and maybe makes that one big play to yeah. make the difference. And... Well, Don't I, I know people care about the quarterbacks and they care about the big weapons, and that's why I think people are underestimating Jacksonville a little bit. I'll just give you this advice. Do not underestimate how good this team is. No, there's no question. Especially their defensive front. They were front. almost in the Super Bowl last they year. They should have been in the Super Bowl there's last no year. There's no question about that at all. And now if I ask you this question, yes. when you look at the playmakers on both sides of the football offensively, oh, the Giants close. definitely have the advantage for big plays. Okay? Ju- if, you, if you're doing a fantasy draft with these two teams – you're all over the Giants. Except for Leonard Fournette, you're four, four, four out of your first five picks are all Giants. No question. And the only other guy in there is Fournette. So to your point, big plays. If Giants can get some big yeah. plays on this defense, which won't be that will not be easy, no. but they have the propensity to do it because of the athletes that they have, um, then this could be a part of the game that they win. Maybe they can, like you said, they're only 20th against the run last year. Maybe they can somehow grind this thing out too. I think, which, that, I think that's tougher, but it's also an option. But it'll also set up your offense for some other different plays. Play action. Yeah, absolutely. And you saw in preseason, the Giants offense does a lot of play action now. They, they work oh, on that constantly. Under center and play action. No question. I love it. I think it's going to help Eli tremendously. All right, so Jeff, here's the deal. If you liked what you heard today, and I know you did, you can check out Coors Light Giants game day on Sunday. On we'll be there. WFAN at 1130. Um, or you at can Met go check out... Um, live at MetLife Stadium at the MetLife stage. You can Come on, see say myself, hi. Jeff, and Lance and Paul will be there too. I know you have to deal with them to see us. I get it. It's okay. <laughs> um, make sure you come down, say hi. Um, the game will be on WFAN and then start because the Yankees start at 410, so it's going to be tight. We're going to try to get the entire in-game portion on the fan before we go over to WCBS 880, and that's where you hear the post-game show with Lance, myself, Bob Papa, and Carl Banks. And before you say goodbye, I want to remind you that Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to win amazing Giants prizes throughout the year. For Jeff Fiegels, I'm Schmelk. Thank you, John. We'll see you on Sunday. See ya. Enjoy your first week end of the NFL regular season. Take it easy.